nothing tastes as good as a cup of Bahamian tea. Ah. The views and opinion expressed in this podcast are those of the hosts and guests and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entity or organization. You are listening to the podcast, Tea and Talk, presented to inform, educate, inspire, and encourage meaningful conversations on Bahamian arts and culture. My name is Robert Bain, dancer, teacher, choreographer, and someone who believes in the preservation of all things Bahamian. I am sitting down with persons of like mind to discuss the Bahamian perspective on the arts and the Bahamian way. Now, let's welcome our guests. Welcome, 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 welcome to Tea and Talk. This is Robert Bain coming to you again with another episode of Tea and Talk. This podcast is coming from the Bahamas, from Nassau, Bahamas. And today it's a beautiful day in the Bahamas. It's overcast. Um, it's a nice. Uh, it's it's nice outside. Um, and today is Sunday. It's the second day of April. Yeah. And uh, you know, um, every time we do a podcast, it's a special podcast, as I always say. And at the end of each podcast, you know, hopefully everybody will be much smarter because I know that I am. And uh, so this is this is one of those days where we actually get to talk to to somebody very special to me. Now, you know, this podcast was established to create a space for persons of like mind, persons in the arts uh, uh, to discuss things that actually that's affecting the arts. It's uh, either impeding the progress of the arts or that's helping it. So that's basically what it is. And it's not only for, for dancers, but there are other artists as well that, that are suffering and can can actually contribute. Um, today, we have a very special guest. Uh, normally with the guests, we give the guests a cup of tea and we have a nice conversation. But today we're going to forego that for a little bit. And uh, before I continue, I'd like to, to thank... Um, a young man by the name of Jason Ferguson, um, who created the the opening, the music for the opening introduction, you know, where he kind of able to mesh together some awesome idea of Junkanoo. And uh, I really appreciate it and thank him for allowing me to use his music. Um, so today, uh, the guest that I have is a friend of mine that I've, that I've known for a number of years. Her name is Kim Brown, and she she lives in New York City. Uh, she has visited the Bahamas a couple of times uh, to teach at Dance Bahamas. Uh, she's contributed to the National Dance Company of the Bahamas. Um, she's been an inspiration to them. Um, I don't remember exactly the date that she first came here, but she'll tell you about that. And uh, um, Kim is, like I said, she is uh, coming to us from the Big Apple. Kim, welcome to Tea and Talk. Thank you. Thank you, Robert. It's a joy. Yeah. Boy, it's, uh, we've been talking about this for a little while, eh? Yes. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit, a little, a bit more about yourself, Kim, and what you, what you do. I'm originally from Baltimore, Maryland, and I came to New York at the age of 14 as an apprentice um, with Dance Theater of Harlem when they came to Baltimore, Maryland 
I was 13 when I saw them. And I was just in awe because I, I never saw my color on point. Mm-hmm. And um, I wrote Mr. Mitchell a letter and asked when would he come back to Maryland. And um, they wrote me a letter and told me when they would be back. And I ran up to Coppin State College and walked up to where they were and snuck underneath the piano and watched the entire masterclass. He looked at me, the company looked at me, but nobody said anything. And I just stayed underneath that piano watching everything they did. Mind you, never had I stepped foot in a ballet class before. Mm-hmm. The audition came, and um, that was my first audition. And I kind of remembered everything that I saw him do with the um, the company. And I kind of like just mastered or did what I had to do. And next thing I know, he, they had me in New York City on a, um, a printed scholarship. Okay. And at that time, think they were giving us like 250 a week but we had to learn everything mm-hmm. we had miss Wynn, we had mary barnett we had melvin purnell we had every everything and everybody and at that time he also had the dance theater harlem choir yeah they and, had a, the, the cross cross did. ensemble yeah the cross ensemble yes. yes yes yeah so those were definitely the good old days and of dance and that's when it all started for me you know, and that was in 1971. Hmm. Oh, so you, well, you, <laughs> you've been a long time, because I didn't arrive there until 1975. Wow, that was a long time. Um, you, you've, you've worked here with me in the Bahamas, um, and uh, I think you've seen Bahamians, you've seen... Uh, 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 basically, what we have here, uh, you I, I think you understand a, a, just a tiny bit, <laughs> not much of it. No, <laughs> I was blown away by how these young kids were so technically awesome and trained that when I got back to the States, I think I talked about you all and I still talk about you and your company to this day. To the and that was in 2006, I think. Oh, really? And I still talk about those kids to this day. And I, I just never. I mean, wow! You have done such an awesome job with these kids. You know, I was I was shocked. I was like, oh my god! Mm-hmm. I've never seen anything like this before. And then when you introduced me to the floor bar, I think that. That's what it was called. The floating bar. The floating bar. Yeah. Oh, I was yeah. I was blown away. I was like, oh, oh my God. Yeah, oh. floating bar designed right here in the Bahamas. <laughs> a, yes. a dance it Bahamas. Was just, you know yes, yes. the approach, the, the technique, the skill, what those children were able to do was just it was it's awesome. And I have to this day. I've never forgotten it. You yeah. Know, mm-hmm. I was just sorry that I wasn't able to uh, really kind of like get a video or of what I did with them um, because it was so long ago. And it's like, wow, if I could just had something where I could show these kids here now, look, I there are kids that, you know, that want to dance, that know right from left that, you know, want 
to learn. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that was awesome for me because those kids were hungry. Your yeah. kids were hungry. They were hungry. Well, you see this crop we have now. These these are kids that came to me when they were three years old. And so they are now grown up and they're fabulous. Um, but the difference. So there, I mean, um, have in your in your mind, uh, have are there changes you think in terms of dance education has dance gotten better have it gotten worse um has it evolved to any standard that we can talk about that it it really um because i was a teaching um artist for dance theater of harlem alvin ailey the 92nd street y wingspan um, I had like um, six different organizations that I freelanced for. I remember. Well, I was an independent yeah. contractor, and they would send me out to the professional program um, schools and public school. And I was just, I don't know if we're stuck or the kids that we have to teach now. You can't touch these kids, you know, Um some of them just don't have that that fire that I'm used to seeing kids have. It's almost like it's just, okay, it's an after-school program. It's just something for you to do for two hours, so this is what you do. Right. And even when you go to into the schools during the day, 45 minutes is not a whole lot of time to try and do anything with public school kids. And then you have kids that don't even know right from left. Um the genre, the, the language that you try to teach them, it's just something for them to do. So it's like, mm. at one time, I remember Mr. Mitchell saying there are three things that every child needs, reading, writing, art. Mm -hmm. And I think today, it just does not have the same meaning. Do you think the um, um, the um all the WhatsApp and social media have destroyed some of the, uh, have destroyed the power of... Oh, definitely. It's, it's like the integrity is gone now. The kids feel like, oh, I can just, you know, throw something on TikTok or, or on YouTube and I'm good. I have my kids that I've been working on a kickball change the Horton six arm positions into primitive squat for five months. Now they can come and show me, oh, Miss Brown, look what we made up. They can come and show me something that they got off of TikTok because they can hit that pause button until they get it. But I got to work five months on a kickball change. Oh, yeah. That's what we're dealing with these days, man. That's what they did. They can do everything else that they want to do, but in terms of having them to to introduce them to the actual art of dance and the way it should be applied, that's that is uh, that is always a challenge. And and it, it it exists here as well. I I teach in a high school, and it took me um, <laughs> almost six months to teach two pieces of choreography. 
um, unless I can do it, uh, wow. the, unless I can do it the way that they want to. Uh, and the thing about it, what I noticed with this generation of kids, they tell you that they would like to do hip hop and then you start to teach them hip hop. And then like two minutes later, they don't want to do it anymore. And then, okay, we want to do some African dancing. Then you start teaching them African dancing. And then two minutes later, they don't want to do it anymore because they realize that uh, what is associated with uh, learning hip hop is that there is a, prep a, a preparation period that they have to 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 deal with and because it's the history well not even the history is just the physical work that that is required and i find that these kids are very lazy and i mm -hmm. think i think uh our parents ought to be uh i i should blame that on the parents because my kids weren't lazy uh i don't i would not allow that but um they 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 don't want to do anything we have uh, i know in my grade i teach grade 10 to 12 and uh, they come into the program and they're all excited about it. And, uh, and you break it down to the, 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 the lowest level of understanding and the lowest of we can actually teach it. And they still, after two minutes, they want to get out of it because it's not what they expected. And I, and I think the, the fault, one of the, the faults could be is that, uh, again, we go back to social media. That has actually been, uh, that has been like one of our worst enemies um, mm -hmm. um, I've tried to, 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 to create other things so that I could introduce a child to, to classical ballet, for, for example. Um, that's, that's how Floating Bar was created. Uh, because I figured that the kids did not like standing at the bar. Um, so I figured, let me just do something else with this bar and to get them to work. I also did something that Mel Thomason, uh, he called it, well, he, he named it, he called it Bane Bar. And, and so, mm -hmm. so I did, uh, I, um, I did uh, Bane Bar and, um, excuse me, and it was really designed because students did not want to, to go through the, the traditional route of learning classical ballet. And so I figured, well, let me get it to them one way and probably they might like that. And then that didn't work. So, I don't know what it is that it's going to take us to 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 rope them in to get them to understand. But I know one of the little problems that we 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 have that we need to probably expose them a lot. Like in your case, being in New York, you can always always take them to the theaters. Uh, here, theaters for dance is periodically in 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 the Bahamas, but in New York, you can always. Uh, take a child to a theater and make and is always available to them we're here in the Bahamas and that might help a little bit but I think our kids and I think in the past two years with pandemic that really dealt us a, a, a blow a pretty bad blow so yes and the thing about programs here um, like these children here have to be vaccinated to go and take classes Ellie is not playing dance theater steps they, they are like, no, you have to wear a mask and you have to be vaccinated. Well, we, we have the same thing. And we still, well, we gave, um, I guess, um, Charmaine, you know, Charmaine Hunters, uh, my dear friend, um, Charmaine and I have always, she's been like my guiding star at some point. Uh, so when pandemic uh, started, when they started to e ease up on it a bit, you know, let me check in with her and figure what's going on in Orlando, at Orlando Ballet. And we will share notes and uh, she will tell me stuff. And uh, that kind of helped a lot. And I spoke to other persons in New York. And, and But we still, 
We still allow the kids to wear masks if they want to. We give it an option because a lot of parents did com- com- complain about it. And, you know, they are the customers, but I wear a mask. I, I, I constantly wear a mask. I still wear a mask. Uh, this thing has not gone away. Um, but but the pandemic has dealt a bad thing on us. It, it dealt us a big blow. We we tried the, the virtual thing. That didn't work. And it only worked if, if you have a professional dancer. Uh, a child is seasoned. Uh, I know that there were some me- company members who actually hated it themselves, you know. Um, but... Um, it was the only thing that we had, and I and to be to be fair as well, um, there were some kids who actually improved um, because for the fact that they had to work by themselves, you know. So it, it did have for some kids just a little edge, and 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 so they, you know, that was the level of of improvement. But we are we're still fighting to get kids back into to the studio, and so now and and what we also now have to start thinking about. Is uh, is rebranding our our approach and and so with Dance Bahamas, that is what we tend to do within the next six months. Rebrand the school and see what happens. Um, but uh, dance has not been the same, and I don't know what it. What are we going to do to try and get it back on course? I've tried tried technology. Try using technology in the classroom. And uh, uh, for the fact that they have to do it at somebody else's request, uh, it doesn't work. But if they have to do it on their own, because I mean, some of them come with some great stuff. And I I figure out if I was to say to them uh, to do the same thing, I will encounter a problem. I don't I don't understand that logic at all, you know, but I realized that the kids, the kids in America, New York, are no different than the kids here. So what we are, what we are talking about, it, it's uh, like I used to say to my friend, it, it's a thing thing. It's 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 not <laughs> it's not re- something that's assigned to one one nationality or one group of people. It's it's a thing that 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 it's the same thing all over. You know, because um, you know Karen Brown. Karen Brown, yes, I yes. Well, Karen teaches at the. Um University of Kansas. Yeah, I think so. Yes, last and we spoke. she was having a lot of problems. She was working virtually for a while, and she wouldn't go back because um, her students refused to get vaccinated. So she was like, "Well, then we're just going to have classes by Zoom." And I'm like, "You're having problems in college?" Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yes. then Jeffrey Bynum. Another friend of mine, he teaches PPAS, and he said he's having problems just getting them to get the class. Now, you know, PPAS, all of the kids come to Ailey's from 12 to 6 and dance. Right. And he said he's having, he's the jazz teacher. He said he has problems. I'm like, I say, okay, you deal you deal with college. Your high school, I'm elementary school, K through five. So how do we fix this? Oh, boy. Can it can it actually, because the schools are now, you know, um, they're running schools like a business. Well, yes. Yeah. Well, I've heard, too, that they, uh, in some areas of the United States, um, that they're actually paying the students to actually 
um, take classes. <laughs> wow. uh, they are paying them to come and take classes. So they have to, and the only way the kids are showing up is because uh, um, they're being paid. And rightly so, because some kids actually need the, the little pennies, you know, they actually need it. Uh, and uh, some of them are not as fortunate as most persons. And, and so that is an opportunity. And I'm sure they are instructed to go and take classes for the fact that they're going to get a couple of dollars during the week. Uh, but um, I think, I think worldwide, um, Bahamas, and everywhere else, we have to rebrand try to at least rebrand everything. I think Ailey is doing kind of a good job. Um, I think over the past couple of years, they've been doing a wonderful thing. Uh, they are, they're functioning. I mean, they're, and I think, oh, yes. and I think dance, is functioning. dance, dance theater yeah. kind of, um, during the pandemic, their teachers, they had the, um, the company do master classes on zoom. Yes. I remember well, that. They, they lost a lot of kids and um, they're still not back at full capacity yet in the school. Right. Well, it has to be, I think it has to be a full campaign. Um, and so we're going to try it from our area. I don't know what's going to happen in the next six months, but uh, it, it, it is the, it is the plan. It is the plan to try and, and refocus and try to put the punch back in and hopefully we can attract uh, some students. Now I know that in most schools, um, uh, they they there's a lot of focus on on the little ones because you know some kids kind of age out, and some kids want to move to some others. They want to do some sports. They want to swim. They want to play soccer. They want to do whatever. But that's fine. Um, but we have kids in my school uh, who actually they are they do multiple um, disciplines some are doing uh dance and as well as karate and swimming so they do multiple or triple things uh and they're they're balanced these are and these are great kids so so um i think your your kids in the bahamas have a lot more opportunity than our kids here and it it it's crazy somebody might find that like weird for me to say but i teach in the south bronx and the school that i teach at is a charter school but i really think it's a school of convenience for a lot of um the kids mm -hmm. and even though they have dance they have theater media gym and um art so they have five disciplines and we still can't get these kids to do the right thing with five disciplines. Kim, um, do you, is there is there a curriculum written for dance in your in, in at your school? Oh, we have a blue. Um, I use the blueprint, mm -hmm. the blueprint in dance that is set up by DOE. Even though I teach at a charter school, they go by DOE calendar, and that's where I do my work from. My whole lesson plan and curriculum comes from the blueprint and dance okay well unfortunately for us the bombers we don't have one of those um um and I, i'm hoping that one will happen soon but uh um you said that that our kids here being as fortunate i i don't think so um, um i tend to differ uh, to to uh, 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 to differ with that in terms of there's more opportunities there uh and uh uh, and not here. Um, I mean, there are opportunities uh, uh, to a certain level, 
but you know, um, whenever time, whenever somebody thinks about succeeding in the arts, they look to the north. Uh, uh, they, they they look to the north, or they look to 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 Europe if you're really good. Uh, um, um, you know, but the kids here. You don't think the kids there take education more? Well, they take education. Well, let me give you an example of something. My children studied, my kids uh, lived in America for all their lives, and they're still living in America. And uh, we brought them home um, some years ago. Well, uh, it was no choice on their their part, but they came home, and we wanted them to have a a Bahamian education uh, because, you know, we get the British influence and all that sort of thing. Uh, I mean, there is a difference in, 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 in education, uh, there is a there's a difference, but in terms of of, of the arts, uh, there are more opportunities. Oh, com- there's more opportunities. Yeah, here, yeah. Here, there's more opportunities. Yeah. Yes, yeah, and uh, there's an appreciation. There's an appreciation for for the arts there, in uh, rather than here. I think people have an understanding of what the arts. Uh, what, what, what the you know what the arts entail you know in North here in the Bahamas we're still trying to educate our public uh, we're still trying to educate teachers we're still trying to educate um, the the general public on what art is they have a perception of what they think art is I think they have a a, a skewed kind of a perception of of art um, we do some things that will not probably be accepted in America I think in terms of the arts I think Bahamians uh, are really insular about about it um, uh, how do you start a a, uh, a dance school and you you've never danced you know mr. Mitchell always say if you're gonna if, if you're gonna teach it our best you should have once before you should have performed it so you know what it feels like how you can how do you relate it to your students? I mean, there are there are pedagogical, uh, 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 um, there. <laughs> dance has its own pedagogy, and mm-hmm. and so to be able to teach it properly, you should understand um, the pedagogy of stuff. You don't just teach a plie or teach a tendu or dégagé or développé or whatever it is. You don't just teach it. It d- doesn't work that way. Anybody could see it and and, th- and mimic it. So what we have here is people mimicking uh, 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 these steps and they're wondering why their kids don't, they're not technically proficient because you're mimicking the steps. When you are technically proficient, those are persons who came from teachers who understand who understands the 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 how to to pass the information on to their students. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we know that if you do a degage, a degage is sharp and it, it represents a particular movement. If you do a fondue, a fondue is it's it's melting. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can remember Carol Shook explaining to us what mm-hmm. you what have a, to melt yeah, into right? the floor yeah, and how it works. They don't. Uh, so what they do is they mimic the steps. They don't teach the steps because they don't understand. And then the thing about it is, like two days later or a month later, they go and open up a dance school. And as a matter of fact, they all the kids they they have. They have a, a, a school. I remember there was a gentleman by the name of Hubert Farrington who had a school on um, here in Nassau. And Mr. Mr. Farrington was friends of Mr. Shook and Mr. Mitchell. Um, and he brought the dance theater here. And um, Mr. Mr. Farrington was that technician. He was the he was the, he was the person here. But because but he had his school only had like 
a few students. The, a, a few students and they had a he had a few students because those are the ones that that wanted to actually be in that that space to to learn it properly he can he, he taught the the pedagogy of dance and so when you see and you saw his students you saw dancers mm-hmm. those same dancers ended up going to dance theater follow uh, this one in particular, Tanya McClure, I, I don't know if you remember her coming through dance theater. And there was uh, Sean Toussaint, uh, who who uh, went through uh, dance theater of Harlem as, as well. Uh, and then there was my student. Well, they Sean and Patrick were my student, but Patrick, who spent 20 years as a principal at dance theater of Harlem, right? So um, they understood the, the pedagogy. They can only function in that space, right? Um, and and look like the other dancers because somebody understood the pedagogy of how mm-hmm. to teach a particular thing, and so they that's how they actually they actually succeeded. So we don't have that here like that. Everybody here that teaches ballet or teach a particular style uh, that they cannot even identify, um, they they mimic. There there are very few persons that actually can do that here, but they mimic teaching ballet and that's that's why uh we still have kids with with looking the way that they do because nobody's mm-hmm. explaining to them the the, the 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 technicality and how uh the steps should be supposed to be presented how the step is supposed to be delivered uh nobody's explaining that and um i think right now that's one of the the big problems in the arts is when you <clears throat> when I go to watch classes at Steps and and um, dance theater and Ailey, nobody is telling these kids how to pull up anymore. That that seems to be a thing of the past. And Melanie Person and I were talking about that, and I was like, Mel, they don't pull up anymore. And she said, Well, it's it's you know it's either the teacher will or the teacher won't. Mm. You know, and I was like, wow. <laughs> I said, wow. I said, yeah, okay. I mean, I tried to tell my kids to work from the core, and they don't even know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I remember you making a comment some time ago when you came in. You said, you know, Robert, I love teaching in the Bahamas because at least you can touch the student and you can correct them. But you said, I can't, we can't do that in America because cause you might find yourself getting getting sued, right? That's getting sued. <laughs> you, you, you know, the child, I'll, I'll never forget one time I was um, working with um, Boys Harbor and I was their uh, classical teacher and the modern dance teacher. And every year, you know, at the end of the year, you have a big show. And I'm trying on the costume. And this one little girl said, mm, if you stick me with that pen, I'm calling um, ACS on you. I looked. I said, excuse me? It, what? <laughs> yeah. Every- I went and found her mother. I said, um, this is what <laughs> your daughter said to me as I was trying to uh, fix her costume. Her mother was so embarrassed. She said, you actually told your teacher that? She yeah. said, well, guess what? Mom pulled her out of the show. She was like, okay, all right, that's what you, that's what you do. But I was shocked at this little girl. I said, what? Mm-hmm. You going to do what? Well, you know, the, 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 our kids here have a tendency to look to the North as well. And so they're adapting a lot of the, a lot of the, 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 the attitude. So, but, um, basically, uh, 
everything that we, I mean, we, we're sharing here. Kim and I are sharing. Uh, um, we're sharing uh, of the, the obvious things that are really happening in our field right now. And uh, we talked about the, but how, uh, how, how the, the difficulties in getting kids to, to, to learn dance, uh, who want to, 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 to study the uh, traditional ways. Uh, well, basically, we're, we're having difficulties uh, for the students accepting um, their ways. Um, so we're, we are between a rock and a hard place right now trying to, to teach dance. And for those students who are still a part of it and those kids who are, uh, are functioning and still learning and want to learn, kudos to you. We appreciate oh, yes, you. Oh, yes, definitely kudos and we, to you. We applaud you for staying in, in the dance. And we want to know that, want you to know that there, uh, there's, there's, there's gold at the end of, <laughs> of this rainbow, I could say. It's what you make it. You know, uh, there are universities and, and colleges that, that are accepting dancers. Um, mm -hmm. They are accepting them. Uh, but the problem is you have to be at a certain level uh, if they're going to give you a scholarship. So I don't want persons to think that you are not, you're not able to, to get a scholarship uh, 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 in, in dance, there are scholarships are available, um, you know. So um, yeah. Oh, they're still out here, yes. you know. And kudos, like you said, kudos to the ones that that want to dance and are willing to, you know, put everything on the line and and actually go out there and be thirsty and be hungry. And you know, I remember when I was thirsty and hungry, and I mean, I ate, I slept, I. I danced in my sleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there are so much, uh, so much for the dance that's, that's involved in dance. There's, you know, um, dance education is, is, is a vital part of, of, um, you know, dance education have become a, a, a core part of education these days for those persons that, yes. un that understand it. And they what have I have to do better. Yeah. And what I want people to understand that, when you study dance, everything that you actually do on a daily basis, it, it's intertwined into dance education. Your life. Mm -hmm. You you have a, a foreign language. Well, dance it, it's in French. Uh, there are some words that are that's in Italian. So you learn a, a French language. You learn history. Uh, you learn music. When you come to the actual. Uh, um, application of certain aspect of it like lighting and lighting design makeup here mm -hmm. uh, right all these things you also learn front and front of front of house you learn accountant you learn how to use the computer when you are a light person you have to learn to use the learn to use the computer because uh the technology have of 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 uh of dance have changed. They don't burn candles anymore for, for stage lighting. They have real lights that are actually connected to computers. So you have to be computer savvy. T kids have to learn oh, about cinema. What is cinema photography? I mean, there are so many fields in the arts that you know, video videographer. You know, it, it's it's a field that you can make money in the arts, and you know, lights, camera, action is you know. There's money out there, mm -hmm. but you got to put in the work. You have to do the work. Yeah, you have to put in the work. You have to get on the ground and start running. 
Yeah, absolutely. You, know, you can't just take the elevator to success. You actually have to climb the steps. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Kim, this has been, uh, uh, it's been amazing. It's good. It's good to see you and uh, to talk to you and, and see you actually. Yeah. I mean, in the, 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 uh, the magic of technology where you can actually sit in your house and, and, uh, and talk to somebody from another country. And, uh, we're, right? isn't that amazing? Yeah. That Jesus. Is amazing. Yeah. That's, that's the part about technology you love. Yeah. That's the part too that frightens the heck out of me, but <laughs> nevertheless, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's, it's here. And so we would make, we want to make the, the best of it. Hey, uh, kudos to Robert Garland, man. He, who's now, who now takes over at, uh, the, Oh yeah. He's yeah. taking over, um, yeah, yeah, because yeah. the 52nd Street le Legacy. Yes, be a part. Yeah, they they have supported us. Matter of fact, during the pandemic, they were they were 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 um, supportive of Dance Bahamas. Uh, Car mm -hmm. Collier, Collier Sheldon, and, and and Lydia Baca, and all of those persons, they were top of things, and uh, we really appreciate their support uh, helping Dance uh, Dance Bahamas. Yeah, they're getting ready to do a. Um uh, celebration of life for Stephanie. That's coming up on the twenty second. Yes, and Stephanie Darby. If I want to know about Stephanie, Stephanie Darby is the original Firebird and dance theater of Harlem's Firebird. So if you want to know, and she passed recently. Um, yeah, a beautiful dancer. Mm, um, he made Firebird just for her. Yeah, I'm serious. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, we we are connected, right? <laughs> we all are connected, and. Uh, but it's it's um, I'm I'm happy that Robert Garland and somebody's taking out somebody's uh, you know keeping it keeping the company uh, existing and I'm sure he's going to do his best and uh, I understand that he's I'm, I'm sure Virginia will still be around just not in in the the role that she's in now right yes but I heard Robert has made a lot of sacrifices for that company so um, so I wish him all the the best. Um, you know, in terms of, you know, uh, his day-to-day -day operation of, of, of the company. And I'm sure it's going to be amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, but, uh, Kim, we must, we must do this again. And, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, so we are, we are on Spotify and, and, uh, Apple podcasts. So if you want to listen, and I think we are on Google, uh, Google as well, Google Podcast. So if you want to listen, we're there. There's this is this will be the twelfth, twelfth episode actually. So congratulations. Yeah. So we are trying. Um, we are trying our best. I am trying my best to make this all happen. And uh, and I think we need we need a voice. And I want to say too that there is there are a couple of things happening. Uh, the first one is the. Um, Georgia School of Dance and Theater in Freeport. So if you're traveling to Grand Bahama uh, at this time, or you're going to be in Grand Bahama, um, it'll be nice to go and support this effort by Georgia Dance School and Theater um, as they present a, an original play called A Bahamian Tale at the Regency Theater. And this is April 28th and 29th at 8 p.m. And, and April 30th, at 4 p.m., tickets are $35. Um, the National Dance Company of the Bahamas will be presenting its concert in May, so please uh, stay tuned for the dates. Um, and uh, I think that's about it uh, in terms of our 
Uh, oh, of course, and then Dance Bahamas have their concert on the 3rd of June, um, which is a closing concert. And so we're, bit, we're busy. Uh, the dancers are in studio uh, preparing, and so we're, we're busy. Um, so, you know, I mean, if you want to, you know, follow us. You know, we are, um, I post this to Facebook. And so if you go to Facebook, you can always click on the, uh, the past episodes and take a listen. Uh, very interesting topics and stuff like that. So, Kim, thank you for 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 coming on Tea and Talk and and chatting with me. I really appreciate this, and uh, I'm happy to thank see you. Thank you. See, I appreciate to it. see you to see you in person, man. This is it's been a while. It's it's been a I while. Know. Yeah. I mean, I, I I was ready. I was trying to run down to the Bahamas during the lockdown, and you said, "Oh no, it's down here too." Oh yeah, yeah. I they, was like, <laughs> Yeah, I was like, well, we, we got to work anyway. Let me go to the Bahamas and take a laptop. He was like, no. No, they, they were not. Down here. Yeah, they shut they shut everything down, man. They were not letting you in this country. I said, oh, my God. God shut the world down. He really did. Yeah, but he then, sure did. What, a, what an experience. Something that we could share with our kids or our kids going to share with their kids. So, you know, our, our grandkids will share with their, <laughs> their kids. So... That is it's just life, you know. So, but I'm but I'm happy to say, uh, you know, we're we're still here. Praise God. So, yeah. Yes. You're listening to the podcast Tea and Talk. The views and opinion expressed in this podcast are those of the hosts and guests, and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entity or organizations.